Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and today I'm so excited. I'm here with Phaedra Tilly Batten, and Phaedra is a multidisciplinary artist, wife, and mother. Welcome, Phaedra. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like this, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm like, I don't really have words. I'm just like really hyped. Thank um, you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I uh, when you asked me, I was like, "Oh yes, can't tell me when, tell me when." <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. So Phaedra and I had the honor, privilege of being part of a creators lab where we got to work on and write our, a play, write our plays, um, and you know, so we're we're coming out of a week from our our showcase which is really exciting and and really sweet um and I'm really curious about for you what was the most like exciting part of um that process the most exciting part to me was to direct it actually um the the um afternoon before and like seeing it come to life because we had been rehearsing on zoom and um to see them and like give them their body their body movements Mm. and to see the lights and and they gave us the option of like the lights can change per scene and i was just like so excited about it coming to life um so the audience don't get me wrong the audience and all of that was great but it was really like finally getting to see it under lights mm-hmm. and like the sound cues that I heard in my head and hearing that um you have such good sound it. cues too like oh, all your music <laughs> I was like um, it was just it was dope to have it come to life and ha- and then no one else was in the room so that was my moment mm. and, and it was special for me in, in that way yeah oh, I love that yeah, it's, you know, it's so funny. I, I feel like, yeah, the directing for me was, like, fun. Um, it was, like, a cool muscle for me to flex, like, being part of it. Um, I'm a writer who's, like, I'll be behind the scenes generally. So, like, you know, being on stage, like, as my narrator was, was like, oh, my God, like, I could cry. Um, but it was really sweet and and. Yeah, just to hear the words. Like, I, I wrote those words. Like, I was just like, wait. You know? I wrote those. I remember sit, where I was sitting when I wrote those. I remember, like, like doubting myself in writing. Like, it was the pandemic. And I was like, I'm tired of seeing plays I don't want to see. You know, like, just mm-hmm. every you know, being, being just so, I'm so pro-black and so, like, aware of myself and, like, I want to write something I want to be a part of and I want to tell my own story and I was also purging my own situation so it was dope for that moment to transition into an audience in a room full of people hearing what was inside my head. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I I think that like often we we get stuck in that like moment in our head to that embodiment, right? Like the the in between that I feel like we were able to kind of like get into. Um, and, and I thought it was really sweet, like, you know, like meeting like your daughter after, and I was just like, this is so cool. And, and one thing I've been thinking a lot about is like, you know, who supports folks who support other people, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and what does that look like? And, and for me, I was, you know, that was my mom there that night, you Mm -hmm. know, like that was, you know, I just, I love seeing all the folks from our lab who had their folks out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, it was special. Yeah, and I, I you know, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> but what I, what I couldn't it help is. but notice for me, and, and it's something I, I had to, like, really sit with and, like, reflect on, was, like, there were people who I support who weren't there. Mm. And I, I felt like there was a part of me that was like, wow, so this doesn't, doesn't matter to you. Uh, And I had to remind myself that that doesn't change that it mattered to me, right? That it it matters to me. Uh, And so I wonder, have you had any of like those types of experiences where you have to be like, girl, 
I'm yes. like how you had to like check yourself, like hold up, what we're not no, about I to do. I used to really, really get inside of my feelings. I'm also a performer, like a performer. I've been doing shows for a long time, and I've had shows from here to there. To I mean, I've commuted like a lot of my um, performing history. Like I've commuted, and I've performed in areas where I feel like I am in your backyard. There's no reason why you haven't come to my show. And mm. I would get in my feelings. I used to when. <laughs> Like ten years ago, I used to tag people like, "You ain't bought your ticket yet. I ain't seen you in the audience yet." I used to get mad. <laughs> don't tell me you're gonna come and support me, and I'm like, can't wait because no one understands what it feels like to have somebody in the audience that is uh, for you. Yeah. On top of musical theater, sometimes when you're the only black one in the show, like it, like for your people to show up for you is like yo I need you there right so I'm coming to I'm coming to that changing and being like you know what this is my gift Mm. right this is my gift and this is what I share and if they miss out they miss out but the people who Mm. show up for me and who do I'm gonna give them like my mommy was there my daughter was there my wife was there um, mm. And that's what's important to me. If nobody in the, and they, of course, my, they think the world of me, and I'm their star. And of course, you know, they're biased or whatever. But those people being there is what's important. Yeah. And the ones that do show up for you, they they deserve to be there. And the ones that don't, they don't deserve your energy. Yeah. And I, you know, I appreciate what you said about the gift because I think that there are folks who you know, for whatever reasons, couldn't be there, but still see my gifts, right? Who still yes. love and care yeah, and, and, yeah, and honor me in so many other ways. And I think that um, it's a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. going on right now. Yeah. And and I, I feel like I see this a lot with folks in general, right? Like, well, you should watch out who's reaching out to you because if they're not reaching out to you, then, you know, throw them away. And it's two-sided, right? Like, people will be going right. through things. And, and I think it's often unfair to assume that, like, you know, they're just going to be available for stuff. But, yeah, I it, 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 it really sat with me because it's been happening more and more. And and I think coming to this this space of being like, it's my gift. And I have to share it. I just, like, this doesn't stop me from sharing. Um, no. And, and I think that there is that, that kind of part of my, my like, my head, like, I don't really need these people to celebrate what I'm doing Mm-mm. for me to keep doing it. <laughs> no, you know? and, and that's hard because you do want that. You want mm. somebody to celebrate you. You want a pat on the back because you want to know that you're going in the right direction, right? Like, um, but that's something that you start to find internally. Right, um, because sometimes people don't see it. And I think that, mm-hmm. like... Um, or support it. Right, right. And, I mean, one thing for me, at least with, with theater, it's like a realm people don't really know me around like they don't really know yeah. this is an interest of yeah. mine and so like even taking the time for the lab I actually felt kind of guilty because I'm like well you know we have books coming out and we have you know like <laughs> all kinds of things happening where I'm like I need to be working on this anthology I need to be working on this thing but one of my mentors was like Ali if you don't cultivate space for yourself and your writing no one else will. If you don't cultivate space no. for your rest and your your wellness, no one else will. No. And so I'm really curious about just your journey and like the in the arts and like how you've built space to not feel guilty about pursuing your passions. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm still learning and functioning in that space. I'm coming to a place where I've always had a professional career. Uh, and then I always did arts as like a hobby and that 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 weight is starting to shift for me mm. um, where I'm wanting to do arts more and less be in the corporate world. Mm. And I know that like sounds crazy to people, but I, my gift is not supposed to make sense to you. It's supposed to make sense to me. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to walk into that and. And I, I want to say that I tried, and, and if it failed, then I then okay. But if I never tried, then I'll never know. And I don't want to live with that regret anymore. Mm. So I'm, it's just about walking into the space and learning how to um, manage. <laughs> manage my own expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a scare, it's scary to mm-hmm. step out into something. Um, but I'm going to do it. And then yeah. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it. 
<laughs> yes. Well, so I, I asked that because I, I think that like I've done that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny because every time I approach a new thing, I'm like, I've never done this before, you know? And it's like, actually, remember that one time when, you know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's it's really scary because we don't often have those models who are doing it right or that we've seen do it Mm -hmm. and so we become that trailblazer we become that model we become you know that person that your little cousin is like oh you know and I I think about that for me and people are probably sick of me talking about when I lived in France but me studying abroad was like a a whole new world leaving the country was a whole new world I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure. And I it's remember. That's what I want to do is like to go and live somewhere else because something tells me I'm I'm here just because I'm here. I wasn't meant to be here and I can't and I need to go travel to find where I'm meant to be. Um, this way of life, it doesn't sit comfortable for me. So mm. that makes me know that this is not quite it ain't quite it. And there's somewhere it for me. So, yeah, I'm sure it changed how you view the world is supposed to. Right. And I mean, I think what I entered that, even that process, like for, you know, in undergrad with was guilt. It was guilt around, you know, being across the country from my family. It was guilt around, you know, like whatever money it was going to cost. Like it was all these things that we, oh, yeah. we, we come like they're real. Right. But we yes. create, we make them to be like hindrances, the, you know, we make them into monsters. We make them into monsters. Cause I was like, Oh man, like, I don't know. Like, will I be able to get my degree through this, all of these different things. And my advisor was like, you got this and don't play small. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll go to Canada. I was like, I'll go to Canada. They have some film stuff out there. And she was like, between Canada and France, it, you better go to France. <laughs> right, if that's what you want to do, go see. And, and and then if it doesn't work out, then it didn't work out. Why are we afraid right. to fail? Right. And I think that, you know, that first time was such a success that I was like, I'm going to go back. And I went back as a nanny. Come on. And I was like, I seem to be back in this country because I just felt like there was something that America was not doing for me. Um, <laughs> just wasn't, wasn't giving. And, and I went back and I remember like, I don't know, three, four months in, I was so sad. I was just like depressed. And I was like, mom, this is just like, not what I thought it was going to be. And the family is kind of like condescending like just just things I was like what the heck she was like Ali you chose to be out there you can also choose to come home and and I like her saying that I was just like but but I failed but like if I go if I come home early that means I failed at this and she was like I'd rather you be here than you be out there whatever is happening with you right now and in that moment she was like just give me permission right to to understand that like this didn't have to quite be what I what I thought was a failure, right? It could it could have also been like learning opportunity. It was a traveling opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I spent some more time in Europe. But sometimes we lock doors in our mind. Who can you repeat that? <laughs> sometimes we lock the doors in our own mind and Who? say we can't do or can't be or can't walk through or can't, and it takes. The only person who has the key to unlock that is us because we mm-hmm. locked the door. Yeah. Yeah. So unlock the door and go through it and see what happens. And then if that ain't a good door, go back out and girl, you got the key to lock the door back up. Exactly. <laughs> and but see, it just sounds so like it just sounds so much harder. And you know what I mean? Like in in the actual practice, you're just like, oh my gosh. Cause like you said, you build up these things. And so I, I shared that just to just to share like this was an opportunity to, to make a pivot, right? To not just be like, oh my God, I felt at this or thing. It wouldn't be here if our ancestors didn't choose something different. Okay. Like, all, like if you think about it in our whole lineage of like, as a people. It's adaptability. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why do we feel like anyone else's rules have to apply to what we do in our journey? But see, that was... of our own. We're not the same. We're yeah. not made the same. We don't look the same. We don't talk the same. Mm-hmm. We weren't created the same. So our journeys will never be the same. Yeah. So take yours. Exactly. Ooh, come on, Phaedra. Yes. See, look. 
like i'm like literally the word no it's so true and And i be okay with mm -hmm. making mistakes because then you know hey you can tell the person about you i don't go that way that way wasn't it and then we gonna you know and then go on and and learn from it there's an experience there's a learning there's a learning experience from everything you do yeah take it with you put it your little backpack put it on and keep trucking Mm -hmm. do you so for me though, I I definitely had to have like a process of like, of like, mourning this like kind of like uh, I don't know this perceived failure. I guess I should say like mourning perceived yeah. failure, and I I think that that happens on on so many levels, right? Like we see that with opportunities, with friendships, with relationships, with just mm-hmm. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um. How do you navigate like that type of adaptability? Meaning, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like the the like the like, do you have a mourning process? Do you have like a are you like a bounce back person? Like you're I'm like a, that I'm was cute. Queen. <laughs> I am. Okay. I am. I am. And my wife, it drives her insane. Hmm? Uh, I'm like, oh, okay, learned that lesson. Boop. Moving on to the next, right? Like. I'm I'm moving. I'm going, and I'm mm. always um, I'm journaling a lot more now, mm. um, so that I can see like, oh, <laughs> what you felt in that moment. Oh, okay, remember when you was there? Because I like to go back and read my journals. I like to wait like six months a year. I have a lot of journals all over the house. It drives my wife insane, <laughs> and they all like got different days of the month and what happened over here. You going whenever you finally go through my stuff, you're gonna have to go through a roadmap to find it, but. <laughs> But I do, I put them in different places um, to write different things and different feelings or whatever. But sometimes I, I, my emotions are coming out there, right? Mm. And that's the way I heal from it. I have to write it out and I feel like I've gotten it out. I've expressed myself. I didn't have to hear nobody's opinion on how I felt. Did nobody argue back with me? Um, I could say what I want to say, right? <laughs> and then I can get up and be like, okay, I felt that, right? And then I can also go back and relive that and read that and go, okay, that wasn't the right way to feel in that moment or, you know, um, but I am a bounce back queen. I am. Mm. I don't soak in things because we are human and we're going to experience pain and we're going to experience, but I can't stay in the darkness. Mm -hmm. I lived in the darkness for a really long time. I went through some really dark stuff Mm. and it consumes you. And then everything I realized, everything I was saying even like how the day is, oh man, it's too sunny out here. Like it just, it engulfs like who you are, right? When you wake up in the morning. And so now I'm choosing joy. Like I'm Mm. like, oh my gosh, that sun sure is bright. I'll grab my sunglasses, right? (laughs) It's just a way, (laughs) it's a way you choose to deal with it now. So whimsical. Locking the doors, right? Because you lock these, you get into this darkness and then you move in darkness so everything you say oh this cheeseburger is not the best or you know like it just turns everything you say into ill Mm -hmm. so you have to speak light you have to move in light you have to choose joy oh man that i my tire is flat today but it didn't fall off i'm not on the side of the road somebody's coming to get me i'm safe right it's just changing the way you do stuff Mm. Um, so I don't yeah I'm a bounce back because I can't stay in the darkness yeah and that that reframing I think that reframing is really important I'm someone who like um notoriously like achieved past things so like you know if there's like a thing that my bounce back is oop I've applied this other thing and this I'm in it now and so you know like similar to like you know, whatever morning or slowing down or just, you know, recalibrating. Um, I've also been working on celebrating mm. and, and really how do you sit and savor, right? Um, like I just finished three years of a master's program. Um, come on, come on. Right. And, and I, I still don't know that I've celebrated as much as I wanted to. Um, and so I, I've been sitting with that, but do you have like practices that you like your go-to like self-celebration, like loved one celebration that like, you have like, like different, like, the layers of celebration? I don't know that I'm very good at it either. 
mm. um, walking and, cele- and celebrating. I love to dance. Um, I do like to turn on my music and dance. Mm. Um, that's a way to celebrate. But I don't know that I, I, I'm always on to the next thing. And sometimes we just are blowing through things that we forget to look back and go, girl, you did that. Girl, right. you accomplished that. Because what, whenever I accomplish something, I'd be like, girl, you could do this next thing. And then that right. like, all that fuels me to do the next thing. So you're right. I don't know if I make sure to take the time to celebrate. I think I'm always just trying to live, like I said, in like positive light so that I feel like I'm always celebrating. Is that mm. weird? I mean, funny to like I'm always trying no, to No, I don't think it's weird. Achieve joy and happiness that I am constantly in a mm-hmm. way of celebrating because I'm living in a good spirit. Yeah. I I see I mean, I've literally seen that within you. Um and and appreciate that and I think that that is actually like where we should all be moving to like, you know, not feel like we have to like retreat to to celebrate, right? Um, but, but I'm a people person. I enjoy that, mm. right? They, and and I, I hate when people make me try to feel like, oh, you don't know how to be alone. No, I'm my only child. I've been alone. I've been, I've been <laughs> I know what alone is, right? Like, but I do, I love to be around people and that's what brings me joy is mm. to be around people to laugh and be around people that enjoy me. And so that's what makes me celebrate, to laugh and be around good energy. Yes. Um. So if I'm constantly surrounding myself between my events, between my victories with people that are making me laugh and feel good, then then I'm I am celebrated because those people celebrate my wins with me, right? They're, right. They with me. So if I'm surrounding myself with good energy and good people, then I'm always celebrated. Mhm. Yeah, I like that. And I I feel like yeah, as someone who who's kind of I struggle celebrating myself. I think it's easy for me to celebrate other people. Um, it's really easy to like hype other people's whatever they're doing up um, and really like sit in that with them. But well, when it comes to me, I'm like, all right, next thing. And and I realize it's not just to like get to the next thing. It's just like nothing to see here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. But what what does celebrating you look like? You know, I've been sitting with that. Um, in, in these past this season and a half. Um, and it's really been, for me, it's been little things. It's like the smallest things, like tea and books, you know. And do you not think you're giving yourself that on often, on an often basis? I am. Actually, I am. I am bringing, I'm getting, look, I'm getting myself this. People are sending me things. It's like actually really sweet. Um, but then the other realm of what you were saying, it's also like, gathering in nature with my loved ones and like going Mm -hmm. on trips and Mm -hmm. you know some of the things that like I don't really feel like I like can really be doing right now Mm -hmm. um safely um you know and then um yeah and then I, I think that like for me it's it's really been about realizing that like people can't celebrate me if I'm not giving them the space to Mm. that that has been the biggest thing where it's like if i'm brushing it off right like if i'm yeah, like oh this is not making this... a big deal out of it then why would anybody else exactly can't, you can't nobody take care of you better than you okay so, so i think it's about learning what what it is that makes you feel celebrated if it's others around you celebrating you or if it's you doing little things for yourself and once you identify yeah. that yeah, then yeah. maybe you'll find out if you're celebrating yourself. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, like, definitely this is a conversation I've been having with myself in my head about just, like, as a creative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I resonate with what you were saying earlier that, like, as I create more, I'm always like, oh, well, there's this next thing and there's this mm-hmm. other iteration of this and, mm-hmm. you know, we can have this program and this event and this festival, right? Um. But, like, really being able to honor, like, wow, like, we did this event for four years. Like, let's sit and celebrate this. Um, And I heard what you were saying about, you know, not really being able to do that. What is one thing you would like to do? Like, if you you were, like, having a celebration practice into your art practice, because I know you said it's, like, choosing joy daily. Mm -hmm. But, like, let's say... 
the next thing you direct, right? Mm-hmm. How are you celebrating the fact that you just directed a whole show? Yeah. Oh, open at night. Okay, so I would get a hotel room. Oh, okay. I would. I would get a hotel room opening night. And I would go and enjoy myself. I would wake up late, right? Because that's tech week, honey. Mm-hmm. The week of tech week, like opening night, I would go get a hotel room close to the, probably close to the theater so I wouldn't have to drive far. And like wake up and like not do anything the next morning. Have mm. room service delivered or whatever they like yes. overtake my relaxed day, knowing that the night before my show opened, you know, <clears throat> and I want to sit back and say I did that mm-hmm. and have an easy going day. I think that would be celebratory for me. Yes, I love that. That yeah. is that. I'm mean, like that. Get the hot tub, the whole thing, like the whole nine. Ooh, I'm like already seeing, I see the bubbles, the robe. Yeah. The comfort. Music, because I'm going to have the music. <laughs> Look, forever, <laughs> forever. See, I love that. And I, I mean, I think that there's like so many different ways that folks are able to tap into their celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love food. <laughs> food is a big Me part too. of my celebration. Deliver it to the room. <laughs> Look. You're like, I don't have to go far. They're bringing me exactly what I want. Yeah, because I'm going to be in my robe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I love that. So I I really would like to know from you, like, in, look, I'm like, in in these next next steps of your journey, um, what's one thing, if there were zero obstacles, only possibilities, only possibilities, what's one thing that you would do if you could do it? produce my own show of maybe 10 minute plays Um, and I'd write them maybe be in one or two of them and have like a party after like have my Mm. friends and family come see this like hey this is what I've done because I've been performing for like 20 something years on stage. So this is what I've written. You know, here's me performing, get all of my acting friends. I would love to cast my friends and stuff and have enough money to pay my friends that are equity and not <laughs> um, <laughs> to be in my show. Mm-hmm. And I'd produce and have my own show that I that would be about black lesbian art. <laughs> I love that. With R and B music and the like the whole thing. It'd just be sprinkled with Phaedra all over it. Mm, I love that. And I feel like that is, yeah, that is so, 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 so you. And, um, and possible. That's like, that's so possible. Like, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm over I, here like, Phaedra, you're out here plotting. And I'm like, that, I am, that sounds, I am. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like something you're already concocting. Um, I, I was, so asking this question, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to answer it too. What's my answer? And I think I've been in my head about my novel. Okay. Um, I've been in my head about it because I feel like it requires a bigger leap than I might be ready for right now. Um, and, and really just in terms of like time commitment energy you know like kind of what you were saying about just like the balance of all the hats mm-hmm. um I feel like that's one thing if I could like just go to like like a writer's residency in the south of France or somewhere off Come the on, Mediterranean south of, back to France it is speaking to your heart <laughs> I know like somewhere off the Mediterranean like just be writing my book somewhere I feel like that's that's what I would do if there were no limits um and it's funny because people are like oh why you know why do you feel like you have to escape and it's not really an escape that I feel like I have to do it's more of like the tranquility the like internal tranquility of like a million people not asking me for things (laughs) I used to laugh when I heard that 
oh, writers need, they need a, uh, oh, why this writer can't write? And they're like, oh, and on TV, they're like, I'm not, I need to feel, I need, it has to be a certain thing. I have to be in a certain place. And then now when I start writing and the people are like, well, why are you writing? Shut up. I have to be here feeling a certain thing. <laughs> and nobody understands that until <laughs> you're the artist. And there's a feeling there's something that has that will rise yeah. in you um and there's places that take you to that feeling right um, and it's a calling and it's a clarity and um and you have to honor it um yeah and i, I you know, mean because it calls you and so that means there's something there yeah and i mean just like between like we, what we both said i feel like there's this place of like what we're practicing and what we want to create, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, so we're writing and, you know, the plays are coming and the the chapters are developing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this like bigger thing we have a vision for. Um, mm-hmm. What motivates you to like push forward when you feel like, damn, I don't know if this is going to work out. It's so hard to say. I am a an extreme procrastinator, and I work heavily under pressure. It's who I am. Like I promise you, like I am. It just when the weight is on me, I can like. And so, um, when I'm feeling tense or tight or anything like that, that's when I know I need to like create. I need to get it out. So anytime I'm feeling anxious or or um, like something is due, right? I have to turn this in. Mm. That's when all my creative juices are going. <laughs> so um, like the crunch, the pressure the is crunch, what... The crunch time is the meat for me. Mm. Um, I can... I, I don't know. I just can... Yeah, it's always the pressure. It's pressure for me. That is so... Yeah. I resonate with that. I think... Depending on what the project is, yeah, it's pressure. If I'm not organizing it, the pressure helps. Um, but if I'm organizing something, then it's more about the process. I'm like, I need the process to feel good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and I set alarms. Mm. I set weird alarms for myself. Hmm. Like in dates, like, uh, and it'll be on my calendar and it'll be like, did you do this yet? And I'll be like, oh, you let that much time pass. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's when it's too long. Like, if you haven't done this by now, you are BSing and you need an alarm. And there's the mm. pressure for me. And so yeah. you also create like create that pressure for yourself. Oh, with, yeah. I have yeah. to. Who else going to do it? Because you have to create it for yourself. So, like, mm-hmm. it's an alarm that alerts you and be like, Girl, you and it, 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 the the alarm on the calendar will be like, "Girl, you still ain't done it." I'm done. <laughs> I have to talk oh to my myself God. the way I receive it. I right? know. Be like, "Girl, drink some water." Girl, my calendar really says eat something. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, I have to talk to myself the way I receive it and the way I feel bad. Like, I guilt myself into doing stuff or, because that's a pressure for me. And mm. I'll be like, ooh, ooh. See, yeah, I need, like, so when I say, like, process, like, I need, like, a timeline that, like, is manageable but not too long, right? Like, we're not lingering here forever. But... It's crazy because I feel like the um, the procrastination, I really resonate with that. But I have, like, such, like, I battle anxiety. And so, like, if I cannot put myself in a space of anxiety, <laughs> like, knowingly, like, I'd be trying to move past it. So, I'm a, by day, I'm an admin. So, I'm keeping calendar schedules. Like, I, everything is clockwork for me at mm. work. Um and so when it comes to my writing and creating, those are the spaces that I don't like to have that. I like to have my like weird freedom, but I also create pressure to make sure I'm getting it done. Mm-hmm. But writing is new for me, right? So this, that was my first like writing project. Yeah. Um, so that. even with that, like I knew that I wanted, they, they told us at the beginning, like, okay, you're going to have um, 
to produce this at the end. And I was like, all right. And I did. I, I was taking out all the classes. I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? And so then when she was like, okay, your writing needs to be due on this date. That's when I was like, all right, bet. And I took like all my writing. I sat at the table. I took all the class notes and was like, okay, you need to. And I, I'm, um, a beginning middle and in person mm -hmm. and I knew that I couldn't put that up there without like the picture being colored so then it was all over the place for me and I was like scrambling but then that's where that came out of that right mm -hmm. so I, I am I'm under I'm an under the pressure person like yeah I mean like even I said, with the I'm timeline like... it, I guess it gives me a timeline and it sticks to my admin brain but yeah. it makes me have to have things done by a certain date. No, that's real. And I mean, I think I, I like the, the like energy of like, like a tech week, you know, it's like, okay, we've prepared and everything mm -hmm. we've done to prepare has like brought us here. I've just been trying to find more ease in that, in that journey. So we're not like all chaos, you know, See, and that's the process I'm trying to take with, I'm directing a show. And I'm like looking at the calendar and I'm like, okay, from this day to this date, I want these pages done. I want these pages done. I want these pages done. And by this week, I want everything to be done. And there's two weeks to just run, 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 feel comfortable. Cause I don't want, yeah. I want by the time, I don't want us to, our first run to be tech week. No. Right. No, right. And everybody scrambled to be off book. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. So I'm, it's, it's, I am a pressure person. Like, okay this 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 and but it's like go. flow almost you know what i'm hearing it's like you actually like a flow um and it i think it, it really just comes back to like holding folks accountable holding yourself accountable you know but like having having like a, a system having you know a pathway um and I think sometimes when I get to my creative projects they don't have pathway yet no not <laughs> so it's just so nebulous um, but I, I do like, I have to sit with, there are projects that I'd like get away with for me because I forgot there was a deadline. I forgot there was a due date for, you know, little things like that, um, that I've just learned not to beat myself up over. There will always be opportunities that the opportunities that you were seeking are seeking you and that they're like, they're ready when you are, <laughs> they're ready when you are, because yeah. literally April, I was like, I want to work on my play this summer. I had no idea what I would be doing. I was like, I just want to work on my play this summer, you know? I was supposed to take a break this summer. My truth. I was like, I've been doing shows back to back to back to back since September. And I'm like, I need, I'm giving myself a summer. Like, forget that I'm not performing for nobody. I'm taking the summer. Mm -hmm. And then this opportunity, and I was like, mm, but. And you were writing. You didn't perform. I didn't. I actually, I, I noticed that. I was like, the, the people who were actors in this space didn't really act in their pieces they they just were writers i was like i love that we all kind of stretch yeah. something new within ourselves and i think that yeah. like although it was scary we were able to do it because we had people who were doing it with us right like people who are in that like okay we're jumping we're jumping together <laughs> right right i was excited to not ask i was excited to sit back and watch i was excited to direct i was excited to i held my wife's hand so tight when my my piece started like oh god you know and i i never get to be the audience i never get to mm. hear and that was dope to hear the audience um and be in 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 with them instead mm -hmm. of responding to them in the on the stage but to be in and and have them hear and respond to things that i didn't expect them to mm -hmm. that was dope yeah i'm like folks loved it i mean and i think that like the the like space to be able to explore or expand a muscle that we're not like usually super familiar or comfortable with yet um is such an important part of life um and so now you said with writing and directing you've been dabbling um in your expansion your mastery of that what brought you there i've been performing since i was in the eighth grade um i'm 40 now <laughs> so i've been 
literally in shows for a very long time. Um, and it started It started as me going to other shows and being like, oh, why they do that? Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, and I was calling things out and I would see things. And, it would, and that's what it started out to be like funny. Like, I don't like going to show with you. You always see or you're paying attention to certain things that you didn't come to see the show. You, you're, you know, and it just... Mm-hmm. Um, started to change for mm-hmm. me the way I started to see shows the way I started experiencing them and then I um wanted to start casting them I started to see talents and mm-hmm. I was like really excited about that so I started working with the casting team at Hillbarn um and then I produced I want to say I did I produced my own wedding okay and that was like oh girl this is what you're supposed to be doing Chit Chat with Alley Cat is sponsored by Teas with Meaning. Magic is our main ingredient. Teas with Meaning is committed to providing handcrafted organic, loose leaf, and bottled tea blends. Developed in the heart of Oakland by educator and tea connoisseur Camila Mitchell, a brain tumor survivor and cancer warrior. All ingredients are sourced from Mount Shasta, California, and other farms throughout the world to ensure quality ingredients with various medicinal properties without compromising taste. I love a good cup of tea from Teas with Meaning in the morning or at night when I'm about to go to bed. It's just just a warm hug. I recommend you all go get a few bags of tea and yeah, sip with meaning. You were saying that you produced your wedding, and that was what inspired that you to like, realize. Oh, okay. I, I want to do this. Like, I want to, you know, try to do this. So I worked on a Christmas special with Hill Barn and casting people, and I was really enjoying it. And so now I'm just diving into it because I'm like, I, I, mm. I, I believe that I can do this. So you've been a casting director. You've directed, writing, producer, probably. <laughs> Look, I'm like most. When I'm working, I mean, I feel like I've been. I did assistant directing for Ain't Misbehaving, which was cool. So I've learned a lot, uh, hmm. and I'm still learning. I really am. I I don't have a degree, you know, but I have been in in theater for a very yeah, long. Time. That's invaluable experience. I think you know people forget that that like these degrees are cute, but like you know your invaluable experience is really like being in these spaces creating with your folks like you know it's it's not yeah it's not just about the letters behind your name because people have letters behind their names and they don't even like move with the intention that you have right like their their goals are on a whole other whole nother like something else not even (laughs) like not even aligned um and so I, I love that and I think that like I remember like like I said, theater was like early for me. It was high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember really being into a lot of different arts. I was like, let's, I fell into speech and debate. And from there, my friends were like, why aren't you in theater? And I was just like, I'm kind of shy. I'll go to be a stage manager. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, again, back behind the stage. Um, but just like really having that space to like crack open in different ways artistically is so important because you get to see something new, right? So, like, theater shows you one thing. um, And even being, like, an actor on the stage versus being the director versus being the writer versus, you know, assistant directing and stage manager and, you know, all of the props. and You know, there's there's so many things. There's so many things that go into a show. (laughs) Yeah. And and I feel like I've experienced a lot of them, um, for as long as I've been doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just ready to make theater my full-time job mm. um, and just do everything, everything I've learned because like, I've worked in the perfect, you know, corporate America forever. But I feel like now that I know all of that stuff, I would just want to donate that. That to, I wanted. I mean, to you would be me. great for this. I'm tell, that's why I said producer. I'm like, you said you got the scheduling together. You had yes. the calendar ready. We know locations. I'm over here thinking about film sets too. Because I think that what people forget is like, there, you know, there's a difference between theater and film definitely. But it's like, if you mm. know how to work with people, you're set. If you don't know how to work right. with people, you're going to have some challenges. 
period. <laughs> you know, and so I I really hear and I just appreciate like how you move as yourself in the world, um, and and that comes with all of it, right? Like with your with your journey, with your scars, with your healing, with your heart. Um, and that's just so important because we, we think that we have to leave parts of it at the door, right? Like I, we're taught. Yeah, we were taught to. Yeah. You we said, no, to. no. <laughs> you look, you shook your head. I was like. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Because it was, it was a behavior that was taught to us by our parents for survival. Um, and so we're now coming out of that which is fine because i appreciate them for teaching us that right because we did have we did have to move in a survival mode and we still in ways have to Mm. but but now i'm more comfortable in the skin that i'm in and in the spaces that i'm walking in Mm -hmm. and um so i'm i'm requiring everyone else to move accordingly okay you said look and i i mean i think that I think you said something earlier, and I'm not sure if it was before when we were talking or, or on this recording, but, you know, that not everyone can move with you Mm-mm. in that journey. And I think that um, going back to where I kind of started us out, just of like, you know, for folks who support you and folks who don't and all of that kind of stuff, um, especially as an artist, like, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Um, but really walking in your own gift, walking in your own presence, um, and really being embodied just is its own thing, right? Yeah, because it allows people to either deal with you or not, right? They either want to deal with the energy that you are or they don't, and they don't have to. And I only want people fooling with me if they fool with me. Yep. Yep. It's okay if you don't, because there's a lot of people that will and that do, and right. I and, and and I and I I'm now moving in a space where I lead leading with love. Mm. If I'm leading with love, I have no regrets because I never did anything with foul intention. Right, right. But yeah. Anything that happens wrong, that happens that doesn't work out, I apologize for. I I'm I'm a, I'm a willing to accept because I know that my intentions were never poor. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and really being able to, to like, just be, be real about the spaces that we're navigating and how, like, I don't know, I feel like things are, you know, season, reason, or a lifetime. And yeah. so moving with that energy of, like, there are seasonal experiences people. and experiences people. life. You know? Where you live, who you deal with, all of that is, is, is that's what it's, that's why it's called a journey. Yeah. Yeah, and I. I you want a journey? Them trees don't stay there. That means you ain't going nowhere. You got to go past, and they got to zoom past you. Right. They gotta, they and look, keep, that means you got to keep going. And some of some of the memories, some of the moments, some of the people, some of the things stay with you, and some of them don't. Right. And it's okay because they were for that moment as you zoom by. Right, and even reflect back, and even sit. You know, look in the rear view. <laughs> you you gotta get over. Look, we we love an analogy. It's real because I mean, on look on the road trip of your life, right? I think that, um, kind of just going back to to what you were saying, you know, I think like having like that soundtrack, having the good, you know, the folks who are on your road trip with you. Um, now nah, this is fun for me. If you had one road trip artist or song for this next journey of your of your creative life what would be the song Ooh, that was not fair <laughs> i know if it's an album it could also be an album i've been thinking i was like um, maybe it's an album there is a song that speaks to who exactly who i am i play it for my wife all the time hold on i gotta find it because i don't know about heart see there's so many new artists for me <laughs> um i believe in vibes and so if i like <laughs> I learned your song before I ever learned your name. Oh my um, God. I believe in vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, I got to find this person because it really is my my, my song. Um, it's by Aaron Allen Kane. 
Ooh. It's called With You. Oh, I, have, I don't know if I've heard that one. I love Aaron Allen Kane. Um, she has this, another song that I love, and I can't even think about what it's called. Damn. Mm. It's like her and Third Story, but it's it's beautiful. Um, what was that one with with me or with you? With you. With you. Okay, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Um, okay, so I've been kind of like going back and forth between um, who is Jill Scott and then Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly. Because... Come on, be Super Duper Fly then. <laughs> because the the two albums inspired my novel in such a deep way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And so I've been I've been sitting with like the audacity that these black women had to have at the time that these albums came out, mm. um, and really like pioneering, right? Like they were really going into these spaces and like doing weird stuff with clothes and sound, yeah. and you know experimenting. Like Jill was a singer songwriter. Um, you know, breaking out and like being the person that's in the front. Um, and so I think for me, like they're who I'm looking at in terms of like, just that like vivacious energy that I want to call in, Mm -hmm. um, and almost like a fearlessness. Cause there's a part of me that's like, Oh, but what if, and like, they was just doing stuff. Um, yeah. (laughs) So I want to tell you about with you a little bit. With okay. you, um, look at that. I want to tell you, with you is basically about her saying she's always with you. Um, no, I'm not going to find them. But basically, it's just like saying that life is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all going through things. and um, But I'm always by your side. I'm always trying to cheer you up. And I'm and even if I'm not with you, I'm still here. It's a spirit. It's an energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's who I am and who I aspire to be. Just like um, the supporting, giving. You're not alone. Don't feel like that. There's positive energy. And I think that that's what that song embodies. And that's mm. who I want to be. I want to share stories that heal and feel good and experiences that I want to have experiences that feel good to us to black people. I'm so pro-black. I swear I am. I just want to do everything. <laughs> I'm like, Issa, I'm rooting for everybody black. Like, I'm just so, like... I just want to see us thrive and have our mm. own spaces that feel good um, for us. Even especially as I get older, there's spaces that I want that mm. I want to go um, that are about us and that feel like us um, that are not the club experience, right? It's just like an outing or um, like a show to go see or, mm-hmm. you know, music to hear or live music, but just an energy that we like. And I want to be a part of creating spaces that feel like that for us mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's really important, especially when we like assume there are like, you know, it's like the Bay Area is a cultural hub, right? So people assume, well, there's so much to do. Um, but then, like you said, when you get to like, you know, like race, class, gender, age, like, you know, breaking it down to so many different things of like where you would actually be comfortable, where you would, you know, what type of music, what type of environment, where is the space, you know, um, really does come down to a lot of different things. And so, yeah, being the person who, who curates those experiences. Um, and I, I feel like you, I mean, from what I've experienced of you, you are the life of a party. So, you know, (laughs) so you know where those places are. Um, and I, I love that. And I appreciate you for just taking this time to talk with me to, to chat. Um, definitely would love to have you back. I'm like already like thinking like, okay, we have another episode somewhere. Um, <laughs> you let me know girl. I'm coming right on back. I'm going to thank you so much, Phaedra. Oh my gosh. Thank you I'm for so having excited. me. I've really enjoyed myself just talking, chit-chatting, chit-chatting. Okay. Yes. We chit-chatting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Chit Chat with Alley Cat. Please subscribe where you listen to podcasts and we'll catch you later.